Hello, everybody. Happy 2020. It's July 2nd, 2020. We are in a new decade, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast with your host, me, Chanel Patrice Hancock, here in Akron, Ohio, where it's 47 degrees Fahrenheit today. No snow is on the ground. I repeat, no snow is on the ground, which is amazing. Not to mention the fact that I'm doing some really great things right now in regards to language learning, in regards to affiliate marketing, in regards to putting out a new podcast, Um, and it's a totally different topic than language learning, but I think the two will be combined mutually down the road. Um, my love for food and my love for language learning. Um, it's really starting off to be a wonderful year so far for me. Once again, I need to thank the people who've made it possible for me to have this podcast show in the first place, Anchor.fm. Without you guys, I don't know what I would have done. You guys, this platform is so awesome. It's 100% free. I always tell everybody, you need to go to Anchor.fm if you want to create a podcast, whether it's about food, politics, languages, sports, travel, life, coaching, children, pets, whatever your heart desires, you can create it. If there's a will, if there's a way, there's a podcast in your view. So try out Anchor.fm. You won't regret it. Now, this is episode 126 of the Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. Um, I can't believe it. 126 episodes. You know, before I even got on today to even record a show for you guys, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to say. Because this is the new year. And I just thought I would just give my thoughts on last year for the most part and talk about those things that were significant, some of the interviews that I did and how I felt about them. Um, I have to say I want to thank everybody who came on to the show last year, Dr. Stephen Krashen, Alex Rawlings, Shahida Foster of Black Girls Learn Languages Forum. I also want to thank Richard Simcott and David James and Jonathan Huggins. David Peterson of Game of Thrones in the 100. That was like an amazing interview, I have to say. I was quite nervous about that because it was a celebrity that I was interviewing. And he was a language creator, and that was awesome. And I really enjoyed it for the most part. I also have to say, Interviewing 
um, Stephen Krashen was the highlight in interviewing um, David James and Stu J. Rosh was amazing. I The one interview that I waited for for a whole year, Steve Kaufman, I really enjoyed the interview, even though I didn't get to produce any of the footage um, because the audio would not record. But I appreciate the fact that he allowed me to interview him all the same. Um, I do have to say, it was amazing. It was an amazing year. Um, I learned a lot of different languages to different degrees of proficiency, such as Cantonese, such as Hindi, Icelandic, Finnish, Turkish, Thai, both Levantine Arabic and Egyptian Arabic, which I'm still working on. And I took a crack at Japanese and I'm still learning Japanese and Levantine Arabic and I plan on improving my Hindi as well this year. But the two main languages will be Levantine Arabic and Japanese. Um, I'm falling in love with both of them tremendously while improving my Spanish a little bit, my Dutch, Italian, and French. And I feel that I have improved. I do have to say that. But, you know, when you have dabbled in so many languages, you know, I mean, I can probably have a conversation in French. I probably could, you know, read a lot more in Dutch. I feel like my um, level has gotten to an A2, at least for Dutch. And my Italian and French are pretty high, like A2, B1. In regards to comprehension, I'm very um, high in that ability to be able to understand conversations and read literature. So that's not a really bad thing for me. Um, I just need to be more active in regards to speaking. I do have to say that. And I know that out there in the language learning community, a lot of people have issue with trying to be as consistent with their language speaking as they would like to. And because I don't do a lot of writing, I do a lot of listening, reading, um, in Braille if I can help it, and um, speaking. And that's how I learn is by listening and speaking a lot. Um, I did read The Godfather in Italian. I did read The First Hunger Games in Italian. I'm still on Catching Fire in Italian. Um, I was able to read um, Ollie's uh, 101 short stories for beginners in Spanish all the way through. Um, I did review the Spanish, German, Italian, and French 101 short stories for beginners um, conversations books already, and they received, um, you know, wonderful reviews for that. And to be honest, it makes me very happy to know that people like what I put out in regards to language learning. I mean, I don't pretend to be the biggest expert on everything 
in the language learning community, I go off of my own um, experiences as a language learner. I don't have a degree in languages, even though I studied Spanish for 16 months in college. And then um, I think all my Spanish courses all together, I would say I spent 25 months with Spanish, um, which was great. And I spent about 5,544 hours with Russian, and that's self-taught. So, you know, I have to say that right now I'm really into the Middle East and, and Levantine Arabic. And so I probably will be concentrating a lot more on that um, dialect of Arabic as much as I possibly can while improving my spoken um, Japanese and listening to a lot of Japanese content as well. Um, it was kind of funny yesterday as an example I decided that I would start speaking in Italian. But when I started speaking in Italian, I was thinking not in Italian, but in in Arabic. So because I've been spending the last two months on Arabic fully, the Levantine dialect, it just came to me that, oh, well, maybe I really do need to concentrate on Arabic. Um... I will be doing some marketing and advertising for InnovativeLanguageLearning.com, the POT 101 um, series for all the languages as of this month. So I will be promoting them hard, and I will be doing reviews for them as well um, on the podcast. So if, if you're studying Urdu or Hebrew or Indonesian or Persian or... Swahili, for instance, I will be doing um, reviews for these languages. There's 34 languages, so throughout the year I will be doing some episodes in regards to that. And if I put links down in the show notes, you'll be able to sign up for um, their courses. And once you do, then... I will get a percentage of um, the um, money that is made from people signing up. It helps the podcast. It helps it grow. It helps people find more resources and innovative language learning com I've been using for six years now and the fact that we're finally able to team up and work together to create more wonderful language learners out there says a lot um, to me and to um, the innovative language learning team. I also am still collaborating with the Michelle Thomas method and right now um, I will be Still promoting 35% off a foundation course, a vocabulary builder, and an intermediate course um, of your choosing that you can apply the promotion code Chanel, C-H-E-N-E-L-L, um, to your order. And it's a one-time use for the promotional code. Um, 
you can use it for all the languages. So whatever language you pick, and if you pick the foundation course and you want to use it, you can. And you'll get 35% off of $100 or 35% off $90 for the intermediate or 35% off $75, which is quite a bit, actually, of a percentage, which is great. Um, I also want to say, you guys are amazing. I'm getting more and more listeners every day for this podcast, and it's not even two years old yet. So thank you so, so much. I really do appreciate it more than you know. Um, I mean, I do this for you guys. I love podcasting. I love it so much. I just created a cooking podcast show, Cooking with Chanel, The Visually Impaired Way. And I just recorded my first episode on Anchor this morning around 8.20 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. So I'm quite happy about that. Um, I'm going to be coming out with a cookbook called Cooking with Chanel, The Visually Impaired Way, at the end of the year, and it will be in English, Spanish, and French. So I will let you guys know, if you guys love cooking, you can also subscribe to that podcast as well, and I will be posting um, episodes every Thursday. So giving recipes that I have made um, from scratch or from the box or whether it's a crock pot recipe, a rice cooker recipe is on the stove. I use my New Wave oven. And no, I do not work for newwaveoven.com at all. Um, I just like using their products. But I will say that... I found that my way of learning languages and learning about people and their culture is through food. And so I decided to create a podcast that represents all the food that I make and from all the different countries um, that I've made food. And I mean, evidently, when you have a recipe, that's what you're going to do. You're going to um, adapt or subtract um, the recipe to fit you and your health needs. Um, but I enjoy learning different languages and being able to cook different food from different countries. And right now I'm cooking a lot of Lebanese dishes and Palestinian dishes. And I love it. It's amazing. You know, you'd be surprised at what you can do with lentils and rice and vegetables and chicken and Oh, yeah, like I made majetara, and I would love to make chicken swarma. And um, I, I'm just really excited about that. And as an update, I did go to a Latin's restaurant yesterday with my best friend, Lisa, and I wanted to speak Levantine Arabic. However, all the people that spoke Arabic were not working yesterday, so I didn't get an opportunity to speak it with anyone but I will go back by myself and um, try to speak it because that was a goal of mine but I'm glad I at least tried to make the attempt to do it because I've been putting all this work into really wanting to order food in Levantine Arabic and while doing that um, I've been looking up 
how to order food in, in that language and what foods are called, um, what in, in, in Levantine Arabic, Bay Lebanon, um, you know, and I, I really enjoy, you know, watching uh, Feast in the Middle East with Blanche. And I learned so much vocabulary in Arabic and what different words mean in Arabic um, when I watch that YouTube channel or any of the other YouTube channels that I've watched where people have made um, dishes from Lebanon. Um, and it increases my vocabulary. It's a really fun way to learn a language, you know, because you're actually learning about the culture and you're actually learning about how they prepare food over in Lebanon. And I even subscribe to Julie Tabuli as well. So for me, um, it's not just a cultural thing. It's, um, you know, a culinary um, experience as well. And a linguistic experience because I get to learn about the, the, the language and the different words that they use. And, you know, it, it's just, it's amazing. You know, I learned what ghee was, which is clarified butter and... <laughs> You know, um, it's, it's, it's amazing, you know, for the most part. And I really am having a lot of fun. And that's when I've spent most of my time last month and the month before last learning how to cook certain meals in, in uh, Levantine Arabic. Um, you know, I've been listening to Haifa Weeb, H-A-I-F-A-W-E-H-B-E. Uh, from Lebanon, and I've been enjoying it a great deal, and I've been listening to a Lebanese podcast, having to talk about the politics of Lebanon, and learning more about the country, and Beirut, and all the unrest, and everything that's going on with their political system, so when I learn languages, this is what I do, I actually enjoy learning about everything that's going on in the country, and I have found that people that are even over here that are from Lebanon are very friendly, very warm. And, you know, I had some baklava cheesecake yesterday that was out of sight. And I also had some baklava, which was amazing. And, you know, I had falafel and I had hummus. But I have to say that the hummus was kind of watery and I didn't like it. I kind of make better hummus than that, which is, you know, and that's another thing I learned how to do was um, make hummus. And hummus in, in Arabic means chickpeas. So, you know, I'm quite happy about it. Um, I mean, it means a lot to me to know that I'm able to make Middle Eastern food, put it up on the um, Facebook pages where I'm, you know, um, making um, different dishes and learning about different dishes. And people are giving me really great feedback. And I'm also, you know, trying to speak as much as I possibly can, which helps. I mean, I'm hoping to make some Japanese dishes in my walk, which I actually got for Christmas, which was great. Um, and so, you know, for me, 
um, I like to have um, the experience of, of learning a language through the art of cooking. You know, I'm very much an artistic person. So for me, you know, I studied theater in college, acting and producing, and I studied filmmaking, producing, and screenwriting at the Los Angeles Film School 13 years ago. And so for me personally, being able to be a creative person and have a creative outlet, not only with language, um, which I find language to be a communication art form in itself, not just from a verbal or tactile or audio perspective, but from a culinary perspective, um, you know, food is its own language in its own way, and it just really is something to be beholden upon. You can communicate so much more through food than words could ever say, and that means something to me personally. And so the fact that I've been able to order food in Cantonese over the phone after six weeks of learning A1 Cantonese with the Mango app was an amazing experience. Um, Going to a Thai restaurant and in 20 minutes using the Mango app, the Thai um, course, I was able to order food in Thai and have a small conversation, 20 minutes. That said something to my commitment of learning basic Thai. And then going and having a small conversation in Egyptian Arabic and trying to order some food. And I did succeed, which was great, back in September. That says something. So for me personally, being able to do these mini goals last year was a great experience for me overall. And I would hope that I would be able to embark upon people to try that where you do a mini goal where you say, I want to order food or I want to be able to go to a restaurant and have a small conversation. It doesn't have to be anything that is complicated. You know, if you just want to introduce yourself and say how long you've been learning the language or where you're from and if you have family, if you work, just simple stuff, you can do that. And it doesn't take very long to learn those types of phrases you know i mean i even went as far as to try to learn greek korean finnish icelandic last year and it was great okay i remember a little bit in greek a little bit of finnish still and a little bit of icelandic and i do remember some hindi you know um and i did my hindi course in like six days but that was because I was really motivated and I wanted to see how fast I could learn A1 Hindi. And I did. And it told me just how much I could learn. But there is a big drawback to that because you do find that you're going to forget some things because I I just crammed it all in my head in six days. You know, without taking any time or thought into you know, okay, am I going to remember all of this? No, I'm not. So I do remember some, but not everything, which is fine because I can always go back and redo it. Um, You know, and it, it meant something. I mean, 
I do have to say that sometimes I like to take a break from a language I've studied, even if it's basic stuff, and and move on to something else and then come back a couple months later. And I found that I've improved tremendously because of it. That happened with my um, Dutch recently. When I was speaking Dutch, I actually found that I learned more without even picking up a book, um, you know, or even an app, which was great. And I found that my Italian and my French improved a great deal as well. So sometimes when you leave a language alone for a while or a series of languages, you can go back and see your progression um, go further with your language learning for those particular languages. And that's a good thing. You know, sometimes you might be a little stagnant and that's not a bad thing either. That just means you need to take time and rest with the language. But overall, it was a great experience, I can say, in regards to my own language learning um, for, for 2019. I do have to say that I did make some really cool friends over um, the year 2019. Donica Dunlap and I became really good friends. And we're going to be collaborating on my cookbook, Cooking with Chanel, The Visually Impaired Way. And so I'm, I'm quite happy about that. And, you know, I'm hoping to go to the Polyglot Conference in Mexico this year. Um, that's another one of my goals. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to be 43 years old. I feel very happy with my progression in um, all of my languages. I do have to say that I'm kind of glad I dipped into Greek and I dipped into Finnish and Icelandic. But I will say this. Um, I did Greek just to see. And I still remember some things, some basic phrases. I mean, I did try my feet in Korean, and I found that I don't need to speak every Asian language out there. I mean, the ones that meant the most to me, per se, were Japanese, Thai, and Cantonese, because that's the most information that I can remember in regards to the Asian languages. I even tried a stab at Mandarin, and I found that the pronunciation for me was a little bit too difficult. So I kept with the, with the Cantonese and the Thai and the Japanese. And I found that I was picking up the Japanese very well. And that's a good thing for me. Um, you know, because I like Japanese horror movies. And I like Japanese food. And the people are cool. You know, and I like martial arts. So that, that meant something to me. So I'm, you know, the Olympics are going to be in Tokyo this year. Tokyo no... Um, you know, I can't go, um, but that's okay. The good thing is, is that I probably will acquire so much Japanese between now and the end of July when the, the, uh, Olympics start that I'll be able to understand what they're saying in Japanese when they announce it, which is my goal. Um, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to order food, have a basic conversation in Japanese. I wasn't trying to be like a C1 or a B2 level. Even if I got to a conversational level in Japanese, that would mean more to me than 
um, you know, trying to be highly proficient. I might want to be proficient in Arabic. Um, I do find that, that that's becoming a labor of love for me right now. Um, I wouldn't mind being B2 by next year because I know it's going to take me some time and I have other things going on in my life right now. So that that's a goal. Um, but I do have to say, you know, I, I love the fact that I'm really setting out my goals. Um, you know, and it's only the second day of the year. I do plan on losing another 10 pounds, going from 170 back to 160 and fitting back in my size 10s. You know, my, my guy, Doc Bono, just turned seven on Christmas last year and we'll be celebrating our six year anniversary on July 21st of this year. And I'm quite happy about that, you know. Um, but at the same time, I'm happy because I get to bring you guys beautiful podcasts. I hope to get more interviews. I mean, there are people that I've been playing, um, uh, instant message tag with, and then there are people that I found out that they had health issue problems or death in the family. So I'm going to re- connect with them to see if they still want to be interviewed for the show and yeah I'm I'm just looking forward to a really great year for language learning for my cooking um you know for my book that I'm going to be coming out with and if it if it does become popular then I will have it um translated into Arabic um, I will have it translated to Hindi, possibly Cantonese, um, if I can find people that want to collaborate with me on doing it. And, uh, you know, start Chanel Hancock Publishing um, this year as well. Um, and I, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, that I wanted to combine what other hobbies I have with language learning because I personally feel that, you know, Language isn't just about the verbal communication. It's all about, you know, you can communicate information with your clothes, with food, with cinema, sports. And, you know, the sky's the limit. And I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to come into your homes every week. I just, I love it. You know, and I'm so excited about 2020. I believe this is the year for women, you know, to rise up and do something really great along with men. I'm not going to leave out the men because you guys rock too. So, shukran afwan me sabe han amrika e u Europe, u Asia, u Africa, u the Middle East, u Australia, u New Zealand, u Latin America. Shukran F1. Kifik Sabe Me Salame Sabe Anna Chanel Han Akron, Ohio. Han Bay America. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast 
on all platforms where podcasts are downloaded. Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Radio Public, Radio Cast, Podbean. Please give me a rating and review. It helps everybody find me. I want to be able to get to 11K by the end of next week. That's my goal. So if you guys can help me get to that, I'll be really happy. My goal by the end of this year is to reach 30,000 listeners in 150 countries. I'm very close to reaching 100. I only need five more countries. So if Syria, Iraq, Morta, um, Yemen... And Bahrain could join as listeners for my podcast show. I would love it. That would mean I would have gotten most, if not all, of the Middle East, which would be awesome. Ushukran, um, Me Sabe, Be Lebanon. Um, I really appreciate it. You guys rock. Everybody in the Middle East rocks. Um, This is Chanel Hancock from Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast. And remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And I will see you in the next episode of the podcast. Bye.